Good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran this morning. Glad to see all of you here. Um, I need to start off with, are there any announcements this morning that we need to add? I'm going to go with what's in our bulletin here, if you'll look. You do have a bulletin insert about our community service day. That will be on September 23rd from 9 to 5. So there's actually three events that are going on. There is a free lunch from 11 to 1. There is a free clothing giveaway drive. And there's also um, going to be a small food pantry. So in the next couple of weeks, if you could, be cleaning out your closets. This is all types of clean, usable clothing, men's, children's, even including shoes. That would be fine. Um, again, then canned food goods and non-perishables. Yes, we will still have our canned food drive that we always have around Thanksgiving time. We'll have that too, but this is just a little extra for, you know, the financial times are kind of rough right now. And maybe there's some items that some people would need so that's why we decided this year not to charge anything. The same way with the clothing, we'll just be giving that away. Um, there are sign-up sheets in the lower narthex because we need cookies and brownies for the free lunch. And then we need relish trays. And then we also need um, workers. So, and I made it so like two hour shifts. And, um, Technically, the, the pantry and the, the clothing drive run from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., but it may not be that, that late. We may, you know, be done and shut down by that time. So you might not be here all day, but you can pick a two-hour time slot. So uh, any prayer requests this morning? Yes, Judy? Uh, Max McClure is having part of his clip taken off tomorrow. All right, any others? Steve? Okay, any others? Yes, Gary. A prayer for the Wenzel family of Hassan and Russ. And what was the last name? Wenzel. W-E-N-S-O-L-E. All righty. Okay, any others? All right, hearing no more then, let's, uh, let us quiet our hearts and minds as we listen to the prelude.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you with our word and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may die in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. pray. O Lord God, enliven and preserve your church with your perpetual mercy. Without your help, we mortals will fail. Remove far from us everything that is harmful and lead us toward all that gives life and salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel. So you, mortal, I have made a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not turn from their ways, 
The wicked shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your, saved your life. Now you, mortal, say to the house of Israel, Thus you have said, Our transgressions and our sins weigh upon us, and we waste away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from their ways and live. Turn back, turn back from evil, from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Israel? The word of the Lord. Our psalm for today is Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statues, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your teaching. I shall keep it with all my heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for that is my desire. Incline my heart to your Turn my eyes from beholding falsehood. Give me life in your way. Fulfill your promise to your servant, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the reproach that I dread, because your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your commandments, by your righteousness and A reading from Romans. Owe no one anything except love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake up from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in, not in reveling and drunken, drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in, in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. As you can tell from our reading today, our, most of our, my message will be about forgiveness. Today's gospel lesson shows Jesus offering practical advice to his disciples on how individuals and the church as a whole should go about restoring relationships when one member has sinned against another. This seems like a daunting task and one that most of us would be inclined to stay away from. Our first inclination might be to recall John 8, verse 7, let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. Or Matthew 7, verse 3, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but ignore the log in your own eye? But today's lesson is about a reasonable, well-thought-out, step-by-step formula for dealing with sin in a way that is loving and forgiving. Today, many are quick to judge whether they have all the facts or not. We often turn away in hatred, resentment, seek revenge, or engage in gossip. One fellow had his own way of dealing with his neighbor by writing him a letter. Dear Frank, We've been neighbors for six tumultuous years. When you borrowed my tiller, you returned it in pieces. When I was sick, you blasted rap music. When your dog did his business all over my lawn, you laughed. I could go on, but I'm certainly not one to hold grudges. So I am writing this letter to tell you that your house is on fire. Cordially, Bob. Guidelines for dealing with conflict are number one met for Christians, not non-believers, sins against you and not others, and conflict resolution in the context of the church, not the community at large. Jesus wasn't condoning being a busybody. His words are not a license for a frontal attack on every person who hurts or slights us. They are not to be used to start a gossip campaign or call for a church trial. They are designed to reconcile our fellow members so that all Christians can live in harmony. Let's read through the lesson again, verse 15. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. We should go to that person first, as difficult as that may be, don't put it on social media. We should use careful and caring conversation. In other words, if a fellow believer hurts you, go and tell him. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you made a friend. Now verse 16. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. These witnesses are not to merely report on the offender's attitude, 
but also to check on the validity of the accusation. The accuser is not always right. A quote from one Bible commentary states, should anyone enjoy carrying out this task, it is clear evidence that he is not suited to it. Verse 17, if the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Only when the witnesses has been, have been ignored does the whole church come into consideration. Among believers, there is no court of appeals beyond the church. This does not imply that the church has washed their hands of the offender or just kicked that person to the curb. This means that you'll have to start over from scratch, confront him with the need for repentance, and offer again God's forgiving love. Pastor Kay Jacobson states, the emphasis doesn't lie with casting the person out of the church. The goal is to name the sin and the damage that it does to speak truth to the situation and through honest, loving conversation in the name of Jesus to regain that one. Jesus instructs us that those who do not repent and refuse to listen are to be treated as Gentiles and tax collectors. But irony alert, Jesus is a friend to tax collectors and sinners. Using the term Gentiles and tax collectors shows that Matthew is writing primarily to Jewish Christians, and Gentile and tax collector describe from a pious Jewish perspective people whose relations with God and with neighbor are fatally flawed. The passage preceding today's gospel story is the story of the lost sheep. Matthew 18 verse 12 states, if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go and search for the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you that he rejoices over it more than the other 99 that never went astray. The entire church community is summoned to help regain the one straying sheep. Jesus has been the good shepherd, but now the disciples must be shepherds to one another. They must seek the lost ones. Jesus tells us that we are obligated to go and confront the person whom we believe sinned against us. The sin that another member commits is not just a sin against the person injured, rather is a sin against the whole church. This is the people who love one another so intensely that they refuse to risk the loss of one who has gone astray. They see the person who sins as a stumbling block, but they extend an invitation to come home. Peter asked Jesus, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus tells him not seven times, but 77 times. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth that is retained will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth that is forgiven will be loosed in heaven. Binding and loosing has to do with the authority to forgive sins. Those who are forgiven cannot bind others. 
A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. What we say to one another is eternal. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about everything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. When two people, formerly estranged, now agree on earth and, share, and offer a shared request to God, they tap awesome power. This biblical method for solving disputes and divisions among congregations is not archaic or something relegated to the past. And I have our, a copy here of our Zion Constitution. It's chapter 15, Discipline of Members and Adjudication. Denial of the Christian faith as described in this Constitution conduct grossly unbecoming a member of the Church of Christ or persistent troublemaking in this congregation are sufficient cause for discipline of a member. Prior to disciplinary action, reconciliation must be attempted following Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17. So that is still, it's in our congregation and in our Constitution and it can be used to this day if that would be needed. Um, most Christians assume that the leaders of the church are the only ones responsible for discipline. But Martin Luther states, every believer has the authority to forgive sins in Jesus' name. By virtue of Jesus' death for all, we are all responsible before God in maintaining the purity of the flock. And in closing, I'd just like to share a story about forgiveness that happened while I was on vacation last week. We were in Charleston, South Carolina, taking a tour of the city on a small bus, and the tour guide stopped in front of Emanuel AME Church, uh, where on June 17, 2015, gunman Dylan Roof opened fire during a Bible study in hopes of starting a race war. Um, nine African-American congregants were killed and one was injured. And uh, he has since been tried and he's serving nine life sentences. But the tour guide stated that the church has since forgiven the shooter and his actions of that day. And the bus was silent. I thought, what a powerful message, forgiveness for a stranger forgiveness towards one another, and forgiveness for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.
Let us stand and confess our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered in the house of Christ, was crucified, died, and died in the earth. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Blessed Lord, you have promised that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst of them. Hear the prayers of your people and grant our supplications. God, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have sent us pastors as watchmen let them be ever faithful in calling sinners to repentance and joyfully announcing your forgiveness to those who heed their warning. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, because you have made us our brother's keeper, fill us with care for the members of our earthly families and for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Forgive our sins and strengthen us to live so that we owe no one anything except to love one another. Lord, in your mercy. Righteous God, you give leaders to every nation and people. Grant us good and wise public servants to bear the sword righteously, defending the innocent and punishing wrongdoers. Guard those who protect us, especially our armed forces, police, and firefighters. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of all nations, God of all peoples, we praise you for answering the prayers of your people as we sought your mercy and protection following the events of September 11, 2001. Your providence and care have given us daily bread and protection from enemies. Let us ever trust your mercy even as enemies continue to threaten our peace. Bring comfort through your word to those whose hearts are heavy on this anniversary. May they find their hope in your son's victory over evil and the grave. Merciful God, look with compassion upon those who are struggling with illness, grief, loneliness, or any malady, especially Matt, Charlie, Jane, Nancy and Nancy, Steve, Rose, Barb, John, Brandy, Marilyn, Virgil, Tony and Carolyn, and Amanda, and also be, we ask your special blessings to be and your your guidance to be with Steve Mackey as he undergoes surgery on Thursday, to be with uh, the, also with Max, 
as he also is going in for surgery. And may your comfort and peace be on the family of Russ in this time of their bereavement. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please share that peace with one another. Let us pray. Praise and thanks to you, holy God, for by your word you made all things. You spoke light into darkness, called beauty from chaos, and brought life into being. For your word of life, O God, we give you thanks and praise. By your word you called your people Israel to tell of your wonderful gifts, freedom from captivity, water on the desert journey, a pathway home from exile, 
wisdom for life with you. For your word of life, O God. Through Jesus, your word made flesh, you speak to us and call us to witness. Forgiveness through the cross, life to those entombed by death, the way of your self-giving love. For your word of life, O God. Send your spirit of truth, O God. Rekindle your gifts within us. Renew our faith. Increase our hope and deepen our love for the sake of a world in need. Faithful to your word, O God, draw near to all who call on you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, to whom you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory forever. Amen. Gathered by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as our Lord taught us. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And it is not temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless us now and forever.
serve the Lord.